Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Rev. James T. Brown, Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Praise God. Well, as you know, last week we began a new series titled Transformation. Transformation. And we're going to continue in that today. Continuing that today. We're still in the book of John. I want you to open your Bible, open your Bible device to the book of John, chapter 21 chapter 21 and we're going to begin at verse 15 chapter 21 of the book of john and verse 15 and the word of god reads it says so when they had dined jesus saith unto simon peter simon son of jonas lovest thou me more than these he saith unto him yea lord thou knowest that i love thee he saith unto him feed my lambs he saith to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. We're going to speak today from the subject, that was then, this is now. That was then, this is now. Here this passage tells us of the third time that Jesus showed himself to the disciples. Following his or after his resurrection, Jesus met them by the Sea of Tiberias, where Peter had gone fishing and the other disciples went with him. The disciples fished all night long with no success. And standing on the shore, Jesus told them to cast their net on the right side. As they took in a large amount of fish, John realized, he remembered when Jesus had told them to do that before. And they had taken in this drought that broke the nets and sank the boat. He remembered and he said unto Peter, he said, listen, I, I believe that's the Lord. It's the Lord. And, P and he told, when he told Peter this, Peter grabbed his coat, tied it around him, dove into the sea and swam to shore. As he did that, they came and they brought the fish in. And Jesus said, had you have any fish? He brought the fish over and they began cooking and they had a meal together. After they ate, Peter and Jesus had a personal interaction. They had a personal interaction. Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? Asked him three times, do you love me? Do you love me? The first time Jesus asked, lovest thou me more than these? He was saying more than the other disciples loved him is what he was asking. Because Peter had bragged previously about being willing to die for Jesus. This was back in Luke chapter 22 and 33. This is when Jesus let him know. He said, listen, Peter, or he said, he said Simon. Simon, son of Jonas, Satan desires to sift you as we, but I've prayed for you 
that when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. And then Peter said unto him, listen, Lord, I'm prepared to go with you both to prison and to death. He said, I'll do anything. I'll die for you, Jesus. What do you mean? No, 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 no. I would never fall away. I would never reject you. But yet he did. And after he went through all of this, Jesus was was confronting him. He was confronting Peter about bragging that he was willing to die for him. Now, it's important to note that Jesus didn't seek to embarrass Peter. That wasn't the purpose. But he wanted to remind him about what he said. In other words, he wanted to address, as we call here in the 21st century, he wanted to address the elephant in the room. You see, he noticed that there was something a little different about Peter. Yes, Peter wanted to be around him. Peter wanted to be near him. But yet Peter still felt a little inadequate about himself. Peter remembered the things that he did, and he remembered what he, what he had said, and he was feeling a little inadequate. So Jesus wanted to clear the room. He said, listen, do you love me more than these? He said, remember what you said? You, you would do, he said, do you love me more than these? But then he said he, he didn't worry about it. He gave him the opportunity to respond, the opportunity to respond, because Jesus wanted, him, wanted, to see that, or wanted him to see that he wasn't judging him. He wanted Peter to see he wasn't judging him. He wasn't judging him. He wanted him to see that he still had purpose and value. Oh, my goodness. He wanted him to realize that in spite of what you did, in spite of how you rejected me, in spite of how you turned your back on me, I don't want you to think that there's no purpose or value for your life. You still have it. You still have it. I need somebody to type in chat right now. I have value. I have have value. You still have value. Doesn't matter what the mistake was. Doesn't matter what you did. Doesn't matter how you turned away. You still have value. He wanted him to realize that even though, even though he had done these things, even though he did the very thing he said he would not do, Jesus had not forgotten about him. He still had value. He had value. Now, I want you to notice this. Jesus, when he said, do you love me? Jesus used for love, the word agapao, the word agapao, which is the verb love, which means to love dearly as in action. To love dearly as in action. That's what that means, agapao. That's what he said. However, Peter's response, he responded and using the term phileo. Phileo is what he responded in, and that word means to be fond of and care for, to be fond of and care for. Now, just imagine this for a moment. You're saying to this person, you're asking this person, listen, do you love me? And they respond to you saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm really fond of you. You know, I, I like you a lot. You're, 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 I'm really fond. I, I, he said, but do you love me? I'm really fond of you. Now, most of us, when we hear that response, we would have made a decision to say, wait a minute, the, the things that I'm willing to do for you, the things that I'm wanting to do for you, the things that I've set apart for you, 
It's because I love you. And I need somebody to love me the way that I love them. And so therefore, see, the way that I love you, you don't love me that way. So I'm not going to give you what I've prepared for you. I'm not going to pour on you what I prepared to pour on you. No, just forget it. Let me find somebody else. But that wasn't Jesus' response, was it? It wasn't how he responded to him, but he, Jesus understood something. You see, Peter was responding or his response was based upon his fear and even embarrassment that he had because he know he knew how he failed Jesus. He knew how he failed Jesus because he failed him. He was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, Jesus, I, 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 I don't know if I'm ready to measure up to that level. I don't know if I can level up to there. You see, I, I know I can do this. I know I can, I can walk here. But to go there requires something that I just don't know if I'm ready for because I already failed at it. I already missed it. So I don't know if I can do that. This was Peter's mindset and where he was. That's why he said, no, no, no I, I can't do that yet. I, I'm fond of you, Lord. You, you know I love you. You know I love you. See, many times after failing... Uh, the people we love the most, um, we, we, uh, the people we love the most, rather, we are afraid. We're afraid of committing to them because we think that we may fail them again. We may fail them again. Listen, we, we, we don't want to commit that much because we want to fail them. We think we may fail them. We think we may fail them, and we don't want to hurt them again. We don't want to fail. We don't want to fail. No one wants to be a failure. At anything in life, particularly your relationships. So he said, listen, no, I, I don't want to do that. And the problem is, is, is here where Satan will trap us in a place that finds us paralyzed. It finds us paralyzed because we refuse to commit to anyone. Once we've done that, we refuse to make that commitment. We refuse to extend ourselves. We refuse to go any further. Listen, I, I understand the pain that I went through. I don't want to feel that again. I know how they treated me the last time. I don't want to go there. Listen, I know how I dropped it because I reacted in a way. No, no, no. I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. You see, Peter, he, had he, he said, listen, no, no, no. Not only did he reject the Lord. He denied him three times. And he said, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. And so here people oftentimes, they said, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. But here's a problem. Here's a problem that you've got to navigate when you understand that because there's a fact. The fact is that God will never bless us beyond our level of commitment. He'll never bless us beyond our level of commitment. So if you aren't willing to commit to a certain level, then you actually restrict your blessing. But when you can simply put those things aside and forget about what you've done and forget about the things that happened and you can focus and move forward, then you can experience the fullness of that blessing. But when you do not want to commit, you restrict the blessing that the Lord wants to, wants to release in your life. But I want you to notice something here. Jesus did not question the difference. He did not question, even though he extended agapao, he didn't question the fact that, that, that Peter came back with phileo. He never said anything. What was the next thing he did? He simply instructed Peter to feed his lambs. He instructed him, feed 
his lambs, regardless of what he had done, regardless of what he had done. Why? Because he still understood that you have he has a purpose. He still understood that there's a calling on his life. Look, Jesus wasn't shocked by what he had done. Remember, Jesus was the one that after he said that, Jesus said unto, after he said, listen, I'll go to prison and death for you. Jesus said, look, Peter, before the cock crows three times, you will deny me thrice. He told him what he was going to do. So he wasn't shocked. In fact, it had already been factored into the equation. It was a part of the Pythagorean theorem that already calculated what was going to happen in his life. He said, listen, I want you to understand that, that, that okay, you're at phileo. Listen, all I need you to do is you feed my lambs feed my lambs. Go ahead and do that because that's what is required. That's what is required. Notice Jesus did not look to criticize Peter or rebuke him. He knew that he was called to, he knew what he was called to do and made sure that he urged him to fulfill it. He knew what he was called to do. So he said, fulfill what you're called to do. He said, listen, go ahead, feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. Listen, I'm not worried about that anymore. I need you to feed my lambs. Feed my lambs. You see, he, he called him to feed his lambs. When he did that, he was saying he, he was to minister the word of God to his people. So I still know the calling on your life. I still know the purpose for your life. Listen, this is going to help somebody. Listen, he knows exactly what you're called to do. So the mistake that you made, the thing that you're dealing with, the people who have rejected you, that you lashed out and you said things. Listen, every time Peter denied him, he denied him in a more glorious and colorful way every time. It got worse every time. Jesus didn't even worry about all that. He wasn't even concerned about that. It was eating at Peter. It was eating at his soul. And he did not want to address it or talk about it. But Jesus said, no, let's get this out in the open and deal with this because you got to get beyond this. There's something else that you still have to do. You're still called to more. Listen, you are still called to more. I don't care what it is, whatever the mistake was, whatever the thing that you did, whatever they did to you, said to you, you are still called for more. Don't sit back on the sideline when he's called you to get up and get in the game. He's called you to move forward. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you're in the metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's www.taboworship.org for more information.